Back to Insurance Happy Hour. This is Laird. And I'm Becky. Hey, Becky. Hi, Laird. We're playing with a new toy today. I know. It's I'm, fun. <laughs> it only took us two tries, two, maybe three tries. <laughs> You're going to have to listen to the bump to figure that one out. <laughs> Did we even record that? I thought we weren't recording. Uh, maybe. <laughs> But, uh, well, today we have a special guest with us, uh, Ron Berg from the Agents Council Tech, uh, Agents Council for Technology. Thank you. Lay the tongue tied. Welcome, Ron. Hey, Laird. Hey, Becky. Hey. We're so glad you could, could, uh, be our first phone guest, Ron, because you've been really cool about the fact that we've had some technology <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> Well, I need to turn in my IT card now. I have nothing else about myself. I have humility, and I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> yeah. I need to turn in my uh, IT manager card. I, I think I failed today. You failed today and yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks for All pointing right. it out, Becky. You're welcome. Well, I, you know, this week we usually record maybe a, a day or head day or so ahead today we're recording on the day because as, as we did two weeks ago which yeah we're 20 minutes before <laughs> we're doing it was like this is gonna be 15 minutes late but uh this week we recorded videos for itc we did and we actually record the entire year's worth of videos in one day yes it's and a long day it was painful it, it required it required drinks oh yeah oh mrs one take every single time <laughs> It's just because my brain keeps going. Uh, Ron, do you do many videos? Yes, I do. And, and sometimes it can be hilarious. Sometimes it can be painful. Um, but always interesting, right? Yeah. And do you, do you use a teleprompter? I, I don't. I, I like flying by the seat of my pants. Sorry, it's just the way I am. I, you know, I'm in the exact same boat. The problem is, is the editors hate me for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the big eye, the editors are like, no, you really do need a teleprompter. I'm like, no, I got it. <laughs> and sometimes I actually do. Not all the time, though. Yeah, well, the, the problem with the teleprompter is I'm usually reading stuff I didn't write. Because you don't write anymore. I don't write anymore. That's right. I do write. I just write completely different stuff. And then the one topic I did write, I wanted to put add commentary <laughs> during the actual um, video. Well, what's funny is about that video is you were getting mad all over again. Yeah, starting to get angry <laughs> about it. So I, was, I was wondering about this because I was seeing on social – uh, little releases by Becky and you about you know your video day and kind of wondering how that how that had gone because you were letting out that you were doing all of your videos in one day I'm like that's madness yeah it's like what twenty we did twenty two videos yeah twenty two videos yeah wow but that was that was spread across three uh, people Larry myself and and Heather Cherry who were recording that so Larry didn't do all twenty two. Which he would probably kill me if I hadn't suggested he do all 22. <laughs> I did. So it's all done? It all came out? There were no chairs thrown or anything like that? No, we even finished uh, early. I think we finished like 15 minutes earlier than we had planned. We did. Despite the sound challenges. Yep. But while after I got done, because I did all mine first, but I hung around and, and hung out while you guys did yours. And I got really comfortable on that couch. You like, <laughs> I almost took a nap during one of your things. I had to be careful not to snore. <laughs> But uh, one of those items, uh, I was on the couch and I was just looking over social media and I was looking at a lot of videos from the insurance industry and the reality is they're really too long. Yeah. 10, 30 minutes long to tell you something you could do in two minutes. Yeah. 
That's why ours are usually around three to five minutes. Very rarely do we go over that. And that's a challenge to keep it down to that that length. I mean, even a minute. I'm a fan of, of a minute videos. I'm kind of a ZZ Top school of thought when it comes to videos. Get in, get it done, and get the heck out. I cannot agree more. And, you know, a lot of people online will do the 10 minute, one second on YouTube because that, that's a second monetary um, milestone. So they get paid yeah. more by hitting 10 minutes. And then also, there's just some people that, like, exactly to your point, Ron, one minute in, I could sit there and be you, everything you told me in this entire video, one minute in, we're good. Right. So I, and I, it's, it's just frustrating. So I was, I was, while we were recording video, I was frustrated with the industry of having, you know, a lot of people out there talk about, Hey, you need to have video, video, video. And the reality is the majority of people don't like watching long videos because it takes away from their day. I mean, it depends on the video, right? I would watch video podcasts. There's one, one podcast that I listen to that they used to re- also release a video recording of the podcast. And I would watch it every single week and it was 30 30 minutes long 35 but, minutes long that's a dedicated time becky i mean I, mm-hmm. I get i'll get videos forwarded to me or I, you know like you all i have alerts set up through google and whatever where it's all of this is being fed to me and if somebody says oh you got to watch this video and i pop it up on another screen i screen i got the audio going and then the time counter shows that it's like 53 minutes i'm like there's no stinking way I'm going to be able to dedicate 53 minutes of focus on this to get the content, the, that meat out of it that I need. So I wind up going, okay, w- what time segment do you think they're really going to hit their stride? And I, I, I tend to jump around a bit. I cannot agree more because I'm whenever you're on those things, I wish they would have like a little uh, graph that shows you who's viewing at this certain time. So you can watch at it on, you know, which is the highest part of the video. I think that that's actually pretty cool um, idea if, if anybody would do that, because it would, it would give you some highlights of where the meat is. And sometimes I'll open up the, about the video page yeah. and it'll say this topic starts at this time right. and I'll jump. They timestamp it so you can jump to the topic you want to actually watch. But the recording of the videos this week, plus us doing the podcast this week, has completely solidified that I have a face for radio, <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> I don't want to have to sit in the makeup chair. First podcast guest as well. I, I assume because I, I am far more comfortable vocally than I am when there is any camera with any filter pointed at me. Oh, yeah. I was at uh, the ACT uh, uh, happy hour after the ACT meeting in Fort Worth, and someone was recording the crowd, (laughs) and they came up, and they came, like, put the camera right in my face, and, you know, I'm normally pretty verbose and talkative, and I'll I'll go and have a great time. I I, I shut up. I just sat there with my fingers crossed and didn't say a word, because I'm like, I don't want to be on camera. I really don't want to be. Yeah. Leave me alone so I can enjoy my bourbon. <laughs> I need that sign for my office. <laughs> I think I think Ron's going to trademark that now. I think it's. I think he owns it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we, we need those T-shirts for the next next act meeting, um, Ron. Well, um, either that or I agree with Ron. More IPAs, less APIs. <laughs> I saw that tweet go out live 
just after I said it on stage, and that I got to tell you, Laird, that one just made my day. Yeah, uh, it was fantastic. I know exactly who did that. <laughs> I, I do too, Laird. <laughs> It was perfect. It was it was perfect. Yeah. Well, um, Ron, before we get started, I wanted to give you an opportunity to, to really talk about ACT um, before we even get what, what we wanted to talk about, because I actually feel that ACT is underused by agents. I think that if anybody gets anything out of this entire podcast, not this episode, but this entire – the reason that this podcast exists – is that agents are not using the services and the availability to um, learn about their industry that is provided to them and act as a premier example. I, I as you have said earlier, this this uh, podcast, I couldn't agree more. And honestly, Laird, that is the main reason that I left my job at a carrier for twenty years. Um, and jumped into ACT, the hardest I've ever worked in my life, but love it, um, at 53 years old. Um, it's a resource that I've been involved with, a program that I've been involved with um, from the, almost the time of inception. Uh, ACT itself really hit the ground around 99. Um, a group of carriers, agents getting together and talking about a download in real time, um, I got involved around the year 2000 and came back to my carrier and said, if we are involved in one thing, this is it. This will help us with our technology landscape, our roadmap, understanding what agents need, um, and really had been very involved in ACT. And you're spot on. Um, I don't have the exact stat, but my gut tells me that it's almost 85 90% of independent agents out there that either A, aren't aware that there is a free resource for them like ACT, the Agents Council for Technology, or they're just not utilizing it. And that gets kind of back to my mantra that, that you heard from me a little while ago. If I were paid, Laird, I heard about, you know, you're not writing the same way you used to be, but if I were paid to crank out 40-page white papers, dissertations, I'd have been fired right out of the gate. And it's just not me. And it's not what people want or need. And that goes, in turn, back to your point about videos being too long. Resources, uh, many times, out of the gate, their, their highest level entry point are too long. So my mantra, an ACT's mantra, is what is it? Why is it important to me as Joe Agent, as a technology provider like ITC, as a carrier? And then what steps do I need to take next? And that really gets to the nuts and bolts of what agents are able to wrap their arms around, their minds and strategic planning around when it comes to these key things like future trends, cyber, the huge umbrella of what customer experience is, which is really what ITC's focus, one of your big focuses is, and a lot of the other types of things that, that we focus on. So there's a ton of tools there. It's just getting that word out. And as I speak to state associations and at conferences, I can see the light bulbs go on in agents' eyes. Well, some of them. Uh, some are like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. And they need that that hand holding. Yeah, and 
The other part that I see, and this is a little bit of a, a dig at some some of our competitors, and it's not really meant to be because they have all these agent advisory boards. <clears throat> And these agent advisory boards are like, where are we going to take the direction of the products? Well, then you're only speaking to one, one, one vendor telling, you know, giving that feedback and applied and Vertifor, they have these massive user, you know, advisory boards that are out there providing information to those companies. The problem is, is that it's to one or two companies. Act has many vendors. I mean, I, I, top of my head, I can just right now count 12 that are there every single time, major vendors from EasyLinks to Hawksoft to Vertifort to Applied to ITC to Insurance Agent App to all sorts of people that are at that show, even um, you know Xanatech. You, you see them time and time again at this show. And then on top of that, you have the other half of the room are carriers. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this is the one place that you can actually provide real feedback in real time to a multitude of vendors that you can be pointing across the room and saying, ITC, I don't like how you don't integrate with Vertifor with this product. And you can say, Carrier, I don't like the way the downloads are happening with Hawksoft. These, all these things can come together in one place. And that's the beauty of ACT that I think is absolutely lost on agents. And they need to sit there and see who, you know, it's almost like look at who's the room. And it's not a marketing rep. It's not a salesperson that's in the room. You don't see salespeople from vendors and you don't see marketing reps from carriers. You're seeing bigwigs. You're seeing the guys that are making and gals, sorry, that are making things happen. And what we should do is we should see more agents there. And that, that's really our focus. And we've been, we've been moving forward well. Um, I'm not satisfied with it, but we've really been taking steps forward to get far more agents at our ACT meetings. And, and currently it's about one-third agents, one-third tech providers like yourself, and one-third carriers. Um, and we've started a, a program where some of our members will sponsor a young agent who's never been to an ACT meeting to come in. And we're getting about, um, out of a meeting of, let's say, 175 to 200 people, we're getting about 45 to 60 first-time attendees at ACT. And I, I think that's good, but we've got a whole nation of, of agents to to get on board and and some states do a really good job of of um, of promoting that it, it can be better and I wanted to jump on one point that you made while I'm thinking of it Laird you were talking about the advisory groups to the vendors it's, it, it's not just the vendors of the management systems and others it's the carriers as well typically carriers will have and and they're they're all called something similar but different an agent advisory panel, a technology committee, whatever. And sometimes it's, and this is nothing against any vendors, I've been there, it's handpicked by the sales senior leadership, so they're getting stilted input on what their technology direction should be. Some carriers do a phenomenal job, um, and they rotate agents through, but the ones that do the best really make it as wide as possible, and a lot of times I'll go into those meetings. Um, That's part of the act what the ACT membership gets carriers is they can bring me in to those meetings and we can talk more widely about the trends, what others are doing, and open up that conversation. So it's thank you for that, that all of the great background and the support. 
uh, Laird, you and ITC, Justin, have, have, and Becky have done a great job over the years. It just, it's a great platform that is everyone takes off their company hats and we come up with consistent solutions that move everybody forward. There's great networking. Uh, it just needs to be more widely known, to your point. Yeah, if 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 you know me, I, I do take off the company hat, and that's pretty hard because I have logos all over my clothes. <laughs> he'll, he'll walk onto the plane and be like, "I've got five logos on." I'm like, "I only see four. I don't even know the fifth one." What is he a NASCAR driver? <laughs> I, I'm getting close. I'm, I'm we're we're still looking for Fritos sponsorship for this podcast, but you know, if if Fritos goes ahead and uh, sponsors us, I will also get a Fritos tattoo. So. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful. You made that promise about holding the snake and actually had to do it. I know I did. <laughs> You're saying this on a public forum now, Larry. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't say I'm going to get the full logo. I will get a Frito <laughs> tattoo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's a visual we should move on from. Uh, uh, yes, thank you. Uh, and now well, you know why we drink on this show. Because yeah. <laughs> we need to forget oh, I what I said five beverages? minutes ago. So, um, Ron, you had mentioned uh, the customer experience and and how um, one of the things that you've been working on is is helping agents with that. I was actually reading an article just this week on Insurance Thought Leadership, my one of my favorite go to places for opinions in the industry that we can talk about here and sometimes get in trouble. Um, but there there was this one called Bold Prediction on Customer Experience, and I wanted to to talk about this with you because of um, the report that, that you guys have been putting forward. Um, so basically this guy says uh, for all the talk around customer experience and how it's, you know, really important and we're going to be, you know, changing all these things in customer experience, you know, not much has really changed. Mm. Would you agree with that? I would agree if you if you back it out and use a, a really wide lens. Uh, the, the, I, I would say the change has been incremental. I will also say that I'm buoyed by the fact that I'm seeing more openness by agents uh, to wrap their arms around doing things that they previously haven't been comfortable with. And, and some of the things that well, ITC casts a, a pretty wide net on, you know, building websites and SEO and social media services and even things like logo design and things like that. But agents, I, I'm seeing them more willing, but by and large, it is, you could almost say glacially slow to your, to your question, Becky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, he, you know, he talks about um, the problem is that Many companies pay lip service to customer experience, pursuing it to create a good annual report rather than actually drive fundamental changes in how they do business. Like so many other things. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. So, again, the, the, the point that, that we have to address then within ACT is so how do you affect, affect that change with a degree of impact? And... You were talking about our customer experience website. So what our customer experience work group did uh, starting in about 2014 was kind of create the diff, uh, a, a visual of what the different 
phases are as somebody becomes aware they need insurance and then their journey after that, you know, looking for an agency, uh, finding them online, going through and vetting them. Do they have the quality that, that the customer, the consumer wants, buying through them? What are the technology touch points um, in their policy journey, the same thing, and then as they become, when they renew and they become an advocate, doing things like testimonials and videos. So that work group was created or brought together to put in place a website that agents can use and under not only understand all of those tech touch points under the consumer to customer's insurance buying journey, but under, also understand the resources that are there and how they can wrap their heads around what their strategic roadmap needs to be there. Because that's a big jump from just understanding what's out there to, okay, what are we going to do and how are we going to commit to the top two, three, whatever things. And so how we went about that, we created a website that agents can go in. And right now there's a downloadable checklist on all the things, but there's a kind of an interactive website that, that lists all of these touch points under the six main phases across that journey and lists resources. And ITC, uh, owing to the, the amount of things that you all do, um, you're listed quite a few times right out of the gate, um, right when consumers are, become aware, like, you know, robust mobile-friendly websites. You've got uh, a reference there, improved SEO, building your social media presence. So our next step is to take that and create an extended interactive assessment. So the agent goes through and they understand, they answer, and they go through a survey about themselves, a self-assessment, and it generates their strategy for them. There's a lot more to it, and I'm not going to go into that, but this website as it is right now is really the only one in our industry that I'm aware of, um, and it's free. So, so do you have any insight into how many agents have used that? Yeah, we, you know, it, oddly enough, it reflects uh, very closely to the times that we do marketing and promo on it uh, through our ACT news, newsletter or social, or when it's been spoken about at uh, an industry conference or something. So um, we've got about 4,000 subscribe members uh, to ACT that are, as Laird said, carrier members of different uh, disciplines, um, whether it's programming, IT, um, senior leadership, um, tech providers like yourselves, and agents. Of those, and, and those that, that just get there or are directed there, we've had a, a little over a 1,000 clicks through on the customer experience website. What we're working towards is making it that interactive strategic planning capability and tying in more analytics to see more depth on whom we've actually helped, not just whom we've maybe educated and, and did they take any steps forward or not? We don't know. Yeah. that That's the question that I would, I would like to know is, is how many, how many agents <clears throat> stop paying lip service to it? You know, it's something that I, Oh yeah, I know that I got to do it. And then they go home and they, they get back into their own, 
their own rut. It's like going to a self-help seminar or going to the gym and having a trainer tell you, hey, do this, that, and then you go home and you have the pizza. It's There's a lot of agents that know that they need to be doing this and they get told that they're doing this, but so many of them are not adopting that because they've just almost become ostriches, put their head in the sand and, and not even worry about it. Is are, are you seeing agents with a little bit of uptick of, of taking what they should be doing and doing it? Yes. Uh, not as uh, uh, qualified, not as many as, as nearly as many as I would like or we would like in ACT, uh, but we do get um, anecdotal and direct feedback. Hey, this has helped us. The customer experience website, the cyber guide that we created, uh, this deep dive on the Internet of Things or um, you know, treatises that we've done, uh, assess, uh, risk advisories on autonomous and things like that. So we'll get that feedback, um, but you're, you're key honing in, Laird, as you do on what makes up every part of every day for me. It's how are we making the difference? How do we know we're making a difference? How can we increase our entire value proposition of ACT, which is making a difference for agents and therefore the industry? So that's what you're talking about is a key for everything we do. Yeah. And that that's the thing that I always say that, you know, we do a lot of content marketing and what you're doing here is content marketing. You're creating studies, you're creating, um, you know, best practices and you're doing it from a, a wide net. You, you cover the topics that agents should be con, um, universally interested in, but what they, what happens is they talk to someone about cyber and then all of a sudden they're very into, into cyber. And then other times they're like, Oh, I've got to get marketing. You know, my leads are drying up, so I need to get marketing. So it allows you to pass a really wide net. You just got to get agencies to start thinking, this is what we do all the time. This is what you need to do. And it's it's amazing to see in our own content marketing, agents kind of ebb and flow based upon the time of year. This time of year, they, they slow down because they're too busy to actually care. But then we're talking to them in December going, hey, you've got to ramp up your marketing if you want to do some really good, you know, good stuff in February and March. And they, they're all like, well, you know, it's the holidays. They just never seem to have a focus on, you know, doing what they need to be doing. And we've talked about it on this podcast a lot is that we're not agents. We're not insurance. We're not, we're business owners that this is, this industry is a business. You know, we're, we're all trying to run a business and the business is what pays the bills, pays your employees, writes your checks, sends your kids to college and all of that type of stuff. And so a lot of these um, agents need to stop thinking all the time as an insurance agent. And they need to start looking at a business as a business owner and look at the holistic thing and go, Hey, these are topics that we have to be addressing all the time, year round, all, you know, everywhere we can do it. And that's, that's the key challenge for independent agents. They, they like you, with, with the paying the bills and everything that, that you talked about, they have so many things to focus on, but there are key components that cannot be ignored or, or, or will be ignored at their own peril. Um, some are very overt, like cyber. Uh, you know, you have to comply to the regula- regulations. Um, if you have a breach, 66% of, of small businesses will go out of business. So those are critical things. But at the same time, the, expect, the, the customer experience, to use that 
already time-worn phrase, the user experience on the interactions. Those are things that are being expected. And all of that, said Laird, I don't think there's been a better time, in my estimation, to be an independent agent. There's just so much available to expand the reach, to gain new business, to wow customers. But it takes, to your initial point, a really honed focus on, and continued focus on what their strategic roadmap needs to be and what those components are. You're not kidding with that. We've we've talked to many agency agency previously agency owners who have ran agencies and sold them and grew them and they go, I wish I had this technology that is available now. I wish if I had this, I would be rocking it. There's so much available to agents right now and there's so much opportunity. You've You've probably heard this storyline for a while now um, because I've heard it at ACT before is agents are really going, we want to focus on commercial lines, commercial, 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 everything is commercial quoting, all these things. Everybody's chasing this and it's because they're leaving personal lines, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, they're getting disintermediated, disintermediated, disintermediated. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I can never say that word. You know, I couldn't see as a kid, I couldn't say cinnamon. And so I, I would tr- uh, trip over that word all the time. And I started this whole thing. I'm like, what is a synonym, a synonym? And, and I, I would go through and I'd start saying it over and over and over again. And now I can say the word synonym. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, but, but you're, you're, you know, back to your point They're they're, they're, they're getting, they, they think that they're getting kicked out of the industry. And the reality is they're creating a vacuum that a lot of agencies are going, holy crap, personal lines is, is like the, the, the blue ocean for once, mm-hmm. you know, it used to be the red ocean. Now it's the blue ocean. It's kind of amazing to see. And again, it's letting tools allow you to compete and, and do better than everybody else. that's not using the tools. Well, and there are so many tools. And yes, small commercial niche markets are, are hotter from a, uh, an enablement um, tool set standpoint than they've ever been. But there, there's just there's so many opportunities. And there, there is a flood of providers that are coming in. And there, there are more tools, not, not just desktop tools, but but strategic tools when it comes to understanding data and things like that than there's ever been as well. Um, but you're spot on, Laird. Uh, small commercial is, is the rallying cry right now. And, and, and you know what? There's a lot of opportunity there, and I will give the agents that. But they can't – I mean, I was sitting at a show up in your neck of the woods, by the way. I was up up in uh, Minnesota. And, um, you know, whenever we're in Texas, that's my neck of the woods versus yours. Um, but, you know, whenever I was talking to them, they said, yeah, we just uh, – we sold off our personal lines book and we're just focusing on commercial. And it, it just – I mean, I, I sat there for an hour speaking to them going, why? And, you, you know, did you – were you able to cross-sell? Well, yeah, we were able to cross-sell at times. And I'm like, then why did you get rid of it? it it's, why would you exit? Correct. Very – it was extremely disheartening. It, it was it was like going 
people are giving up on this industry. And then you have new entrants that are going, wait a minute, I'm going to make a big change because I'm going to do something different than anybody else because there's so much opportunity there. That's what I was going to say. These days with um, the low bar consumers have when they expect a good customer experience, because it is a low bar. It is. With that low of a bar, any agent who is going to actually focus on the customer experience and make the fundamental changes to provide a really great experience is going to succeed. Absolutely. And, and particularly, Becky, when you contrast it with the direct writers and everything they're doing and the IA value proposition of the trusted advisor, we've all said it far too many times that, that people really do need help with many aspects of insurance. It's, it's not just click here and you're done. So balancing that, Becky, to your point, that, that white glove service with the digital uh, enhanced customer experience, that's a huge opportunity for a win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, be- before we, we wrap up, I, you know, there's been a lot of talk and we've talked a lot of it on this season of the podcast about data is, is there anything coming out from an act around data and data agents using their data? Why? I'm glad you asked that. It's almost as though we arranged this part of the discussion ahead of time. No. <laughs> I'm not even aware of it, though. So I um, I am oblivious. Yeah. Please tell me more. Ah, please tell me more. We really didn't. Um, so we... Act had enacted for a while, uh, no pun intended there. And it was I don't think it ever is. Okay. Um, a business intelligence group uh, a few years ago to kind of wrap our heads around the current state. What we're starting right now, folks, is a work group on the data-driven agency. Basically providing insight to the plethora of resources that are out there within your management system, dear listeners, that's already there that you may not be taking advantage of, but also a lot of the new entrants that are out there or third-party or uh, emerging tech providers. I don't like using the word insure tech. It's just got a negative connotation, and it's one of those words that's been overused. Well, yeah, it's been overused since 1983, as ITC (laughs) has been the original Insurance Technologies Corporation since April 15th, 1983. So it's been overused way too often for for 35-plus years. So as you gave me the entry into our new work group that I'm going to talk about, I felt compelled to give that back to you and, and give you that platform, Laird, to, to make that assertion. <laughs> uh, we're we're, we're going to be distributing the original InsureTech shirts this year. That's that's going to be our thing. Well, apparently we need awesome. to finish the design. Now. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm very picky about the design. I want it to be right, but the it's it, it's owning the original InsureTech. I think we're close, though. Yeah. So... Just to wrap it up, um, yes, we are starting a new work group. So ACT succeeds by bringing together volunteer reps from our members, carriers, vendors, agents and brokers, user groups and associations. And it's free for any independent agent to be a part of these work groups and sit on a web conference call once a month and talk about and work toward resources like the customer experience website that we've been talking about. So we're starting the Data-Driven Agency Workgroup. And it's, we're doing a session at our April 22nd ACT meeting in Orlando on that. Um, but also, 
creating kind of understanding, education, and clarity as much as anything, because that's what our industry needs in a lot of cases, is clarity on what the tool sets are available, where the technology is going when you uh, implement things under the AI umbrella like machine learning and analytics and things like that, and what's available and where is it going, what steps should agents take. So thank you for that big, huge barn door size opening for me to step through that uh, and uh, talk about that. And really, if you're an agent, independent agent, big eye member that's listening, it's as simple to join a work group as sending me an email, ron.berg at iiaba.net, and saying, hey, I want to be on that work group. I sign you up, you get an invite, and you dial in at the appropriate time and become a part of the discussion. And our ACT members including ITC, will be getting an email saying, hey, we're starting this work group. This is what we're going to initially thinking we're going to try to do. We're putting an initial call together. Who's in? And then we create our roster from there, and we start honing our direction. Yeah, and if you mentioned raw that uh, you heard it from Insurance Happy Hour, I will, buy, I will personally buy you a drink at the next ACT meeting. <laughs> do you have any other I, good speakers coming up in April, Ron? Pardon me? Do you have any other good speakers coming up in April? Why, yes, uh, Becky, um, we have an ITC rep that will be speaking at our ACT meeting on digital marketing, and that is our very own on this call, queen of all social media, Becky Schroeder. <laughs> wow, was there a bit of self-promotion? <laughs> yeah, well, we really, just open doors for each face. other so much in this in this podcast that it kind of the the. It has to kind of continue. We've got a, a number of great speakers. Uh, Steve Anderson is going to talk, be talking about successful failure, something that, that we're getting better at, but we're still a long way from being open to. Mm. We've got a session on uh, the data-driven agency. Um, we've got some on, uh, as always, on cyber, kind of the, the multi-headed cyber hydra and what it means, uh, more on that. Sessions on AI and machine learning, optimizing agency use of technology, change management within agencies. Um, and all of this one-day meeting is free for big eye independent agents. All they have to do is sign up at our ACT website, and it's free for our supporting vendor and carrier members, such as yourself. They, they just have to get their ass there. Where is it, where is it at this, uh, this time? Uh, it's in Orlando at the Rosen Center Oh, the Rosen's nice. Hotel and convention center. Yeah, the Rosen's nice. Yeah. It is. It is. It's and it's easy. It's it's just right off uh, whatever that main road is. Right out. Right, right off the right out of the airport, almost. It's like it's not Pretty even much. as far as going to to Disney. No, it's it's not the usual forty five minute Uber ride uh, in Orlando that people are used to. So no, that would be right. great. And we'll be serving breakfast, lunch, uh, breaks, networking. The networking at our meetings is. Phenomenal, and that's one of the reasons that I kept my previous carrier, and they're still involved, in ACT is it's a great place to meet with your peers and outside or within, but also outside of the sessions, talk about the reality of what's going on and compare notes, see where things are going. So it's, I'd encourage anyone who has not been to an ACT meeting to check one out. We do get, every once in a while, we'll get agents that go, ah, I almost didn't come because it's free, and how good can a free meeting be? So we're looking at that for the future, but um, as for right now, it's, it's 
free to all big eye independent agents. All you have to do is sign up. And if you're not an act supporting carrier or vendor, shoot me an email. The information's on the on the uh, ACT website, and we can work something out to have you come as our guest one time to check it out. Yep. And we will put links um, to the event and also just ACT in general and the customer experience report on in the show notes at insurancehappyhour.com. So if you couldn't remember any of the things of, or places Ron had mentioned, uh, it'll be there for you to find. Awesome. Thank you. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up. You want to do our little standard outro uh, first? <laughs> because you have I've failed screwed the last up two twice. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, dear listeners, what do you think about the customer experience? Um, do you think it's about time we stop paying lip service and we actually start doing the things we talk about? Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, Ron is, what is your Twitter handle, Ron? Say that again. What is your Twitter handle? Uh, it's act for agents. A C T the number four agents. A G E N T S. So you are the one behind that, huh? I am. Oh, I, I I love that. Like I I I love it whenever you get a brand that actually you know the person behind it, and you're and then you you see a personality because that's the great thing about uh, following that account is that there is absolutely your personality is coming through. I was pretty sure it was you, but it, it's definitely the personality for yeah. for you. Oh, I'm sad to hear that. <laughs> we'll do our best to improve it. <laughs> You can also, I am Becky L. Schroeder, Laird is L. Ricksford, and tweet using the hashtag insurance happy hour. Um, and subscribe if you have not already so you don't miss an episode because we are about to wrap season three here in the next few weeks, I yep. think. But uh, yeah, uh, Ron, we, we absolutely appreciate uh, you joining us today. And uh, I, I appreciate that you are our inaugural uh, guest on the show. And um, so I appreciate your time. Yes, and thank hey, you for your patience. <laughs> it, it can never take away the uh, the uh, the honor I've had of being the inaugural. So uh, yeah. I'll, I'll throw that in people's faces. Yeah, yeah, I like Insurance Happy Hour, too. I was the first one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's, uh, as always, it's been a great episode. And as always, thanks for listening. record this time are you sure <laughs> let's let's not talk for like a couple few minutes and uh, go Duh. i'm sorry about that ron <laughs> at least we didn't get the whole episode and then you go oh shit <laughs> all right well let's uh go ahead and redo this one more time it's just a warm-up that was a warm-up getting it going now you guys have a free free entry of to what my mind is <laughs> awesome all right
All right. So, Ron, I think that you and I would uh, – we would win awards with uh, our ability to continue a conversation. <laughs> yeah. <I think. laughs> it's going to be a hefty episode. <laughs>